Hello, and welcome to the Two Ball Brothers and a Microphone podcast. This is your host, Danny Ryan. I'm here with Tommy Ryan. How's it going, Tommy? It's going well. It's going well. Yeah. How you doing, old man? Going to be a day oh. or a year older tomorrow? 45. Can you believe that? 45. 45. Wow, you can't be 45. I'm 40. <laughs> Wait, Tommy, you're the older brother. You can't be 40. Oh, or, unless right. I'm 35. I'll take 35. That's much better. Oh boy, yeah, time, how time flies. And we have today with us Scott Schimmel. Boy, Scott, I've known you for quite a while. It's been many years, hasn't it? It has been, yes. Good to talk to you, yeah, Danny. Tommy. Good to talk to you, Scott, and uh, appreciate you taking the time out of your schedule to do this. We've um, Scott is someone uh, we've worked with at a, at a couple of different companies and um, have enjoyed working with him. He's a uh, uh, you know, played a lot of different types of roles, and uh, we just wanted to connect up with him, see what's going on, catch up on things, and uh, I know he's he's helped out with uh, some of our um, events in the past. I know we did the, uh, it, was, it was probably years ago that we did the Office 365 and uh, the new business operating system thing with the white paper, right. and you helped out with that, which was great, and uh, so, I mean, I just wanted to spend a little bit of time with you, and um, and I, from our, our uh, last couple of conversations, um, I have heard a lot from Microsoft, and I'll just get us kicked off with this, which is um, I've heard a lot from Microsoft in the partner conference about um, digital transformation, and so I wanted to get your take on, on what does that mean, what is that, um, you know, how does that, uh, with, it, with your role, um, what does that mean? What do you um, just give me more of a, a background on 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 uh, what you mean by digital transformation? Sure. Yeah. No. I, to me, and I, I've had a couple IT leader, CIO type roles the last two companies I've been with, and it's really about understanding and helping shape the business strategy, and then aligning the technology to support that. Um, okay. Be it enterprise applications, be it collaboration solutions, be it analytics and BI uh, data, of course, is becoming more and more prevalent. But not just data, but how do you turn that data into actionable insights? Uh, and then uh -huh. even on to some of the IoT, the Internet of Things, and the analytics around that. Uh, so, so I define it as, you know, how do you align the technology strategy to meet the business needs to Grow revenues to grow profitability or reduce risk. Awesome, and that's it. Sounds like um, you know, really, the, I guess the first piece of this is understanding what what your business strategy is, and understanding, you know, spending time with folks within your organization and understanding from the business uh, side of things what what are you trying to accomplish. That's right. That's right. And and to give you two examples from my experience, so. Um, Two roles ago was with PGI, a global uh -huh. uh, conferencing service provider, and our digital transformation was around a number of things. We had gone through a lot of acquisitions, we had focused down to the collaboration space, and we were pivoting from more of a telco-based conferencing service provider to a software-as-a-service provider selling our web collaboration services with the audio conferencing backbone. And so okay. the digital transformation there was everything around the end-to-end -end 
sales and customer experience uh, mm -hmm. all the way through the order to cash process. So it was looking at our systems that were designed for a company of two people or a company of 20,000 and us provisioning accounts and then tracking the usage and billing after they'd used the conferencing solution to all of a sudden we were selling named user licenses and needed to be able to uh, offer self-service ways to provision those. We needed better ways for our sales team to uh, track opportunities and look at leads. We needed better ways to bill and, and bill up front for those subscription licenses. Uh, so it was looking at that strategy and how did the behind-the-scenes technology from the front office sales and CRM side and the back office billing and provisioning system, how do we need to consolidate and integrate those to make a better customer experience? Um, my last role was with a mining and manufacturing company and different digital transformation still along the lines of, uh, of leveraging technology to meet the business needs. But there, we were manufacturing a global commodity, soda ash. Uh, so we mined trone ore, we sent it through a refining process, and we loaded it onto rail cars. So a very um, industrial business, a very mm -hmm. physical product, right? So, so we were never going to not have that physical, tangible product, and certainly not a subscription service. It was a sell by the ton. But where we saw opportunities in the marketplace was how could we get better internally and have better information and data and reduce our costs with our supply chain so we can increase profitability. So there was still a lot there in terms of improving collaboration, in terms of providing a business-ready ERP system that helped us support and view our business, uh, and in terms of the analytics and the data and information uh, that we could provide around our product to uh, be better and smarter and faster in the marketplace. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like, I guess, with a part of these transformations, the reason why, just wondering why, um, since we focus in on a lot on collaboration, is the is the collaboration piece the the sort of the trying to you know you saying come up with this you know what what is the strategy and what is the um, making the, you know, at PGI, it sounded like a, a sort of a different way of uh, everything from selling your products to delivering and moving from um, moving to more of like a, a service type of, of engagement. Um, I guess having the collaboration there, that, that supports that change, I guess. Is that, would you say that? Or how does collaboration it, fit into all of this? It, it did, right. So, so um we used uh, social business software there, and we, we used uh, collaboration within our CRM tools. So uh, a couple examples. One was as we were uh, growing and building relationships with large multinational customers, we moved from when I started being a very regional company. So instead of Premier Global Services, the nickname was Premier Regional Services. So we served our top mm -hmm. customers very differently in the Americas versus Europe versus Asia. And okay. our customers were asking for a seamless experience. So moving to a new CRM platform allowed us to have uh, sales leadership that was looking at a global customer holistically, not, not regionally. So 
that collaboration definitely played an impact there. Another example where collaboration played a big factor was in our customer success program. So as most SaaS-based customers, once we sold our software, that wasn't enough. There, there was nuances with uh, making sure they had our software downloaded on their mobile devices, making sure uh, they all got set up and provisioned and knew how to use our web conferencing solutions. So we developed a customer uh, success team that after the sale would happen, uh, they would get involved and, and make sure the networks were set up and things were secure and people were trained. And we leverage our CRM tool to be able to track that. And so okay. they moved from working out of email and, and uh, not having good visibility to what was coming down the pipeline to they were looking at our sales pipeline uh, every day and tracking it and getting a customer success manager assigned early. And that greatly improved how effective we were at getting adoption of our software with our customers mm -hmm. and making them more successful and returning the ROI. We called our return on collaboration um, by enabling them to, to see the uptake and uh, see how effective they were at better, more effective meetings uh, than they were mm -hmm. before they used our tool. And Scott, were there ways to measure that uh, adoption or is it more of a a general sense from the team that we feel like we're more collaborative so we see this as a successful way to approach collaboration did you ever have any measures for that or was it more uh, subjective in nature there was some on both sides we, we were moving uh, towards quantifying uh, what we we could um, some of the things we were capable of doing was um, tracking usage by hosts of meetings. So if it was a customer with 5,000 accounts, um, we could track and give this, the account manager, the customer success manager, and our contact at the client access to data that showed how many meetings they had the day before, what their trends were, um, the average length of meetings, some key information just to validate that the service was being used. Um, we were, you know, some of that was was very useful and, and, and showed trends. Um, we could help use our software for the individuals to use the best way to connect based on where they were calling from, if it was mobile or uh, via the IP phone or via an 800 number or a local number. And so we could demonstrate some return by uh, enabling their participants into their meetings to use the best method. So that was one way we were able to start quantifying a return on the, the value they were buying from us. Uh, and then there was some work we were doing also to look at our larger companies and be able to go back to them and say, as a financial services industry, here's your meeting record compared to our whole basket of financial services companies and by the way you typically have nine people for an average meeting when your peers have six right and interesting and, and be able to provide them information that against their their peers in a in a um, non kind of in, 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 in just, it, right in an industrial 
way to help them understand where they might be more effective or less effective or have um, extra people attending a meeting that, you know, and by the way, these other two people don't say anything in the meeting. So are they really adding value or are they, you know, adding extra cost in that meeting, for example? Yeah. Yeah. You you mentioned, um, I guess, in this, this last position that you had that you, it was more of the, I guess with the with the mining that it's more physical and mentioned that uh, I know we were talking earlier about IoT. Uh, Tommy and I are sort of we're interested to hear more about what how, how did what, what did that involve and just uh, um, just want to hear more about that. Sure. So we were leveraging a, a software called Plant Intelligence, which mm -hmm. is a way to organize all the time series data. So. The plant uh, was 54, 55 years old, so um, a lot of new systems and, and uh, devices and, and measurement devices, sensors, but also a lot of legacy stuff that might have been there 30, 40, 50 years. But all that could plug into our distributed control system, our DCS, and then we could port that or, or bring that easily into PI, as it was called, plant intelligence. So what Pi was doing at that point, uh, and this is goes back uh, a year and a half ago, was basically collector keeper of all this time sensitive data. And engineers and operators would use it occasionally to say, hey, this equipment just went down. Let me go look at the data before or after that. What we were able to do, though, is say there's much more valuable value to that time sensitive data. And we demonstrated through a number of proof of values that we could use it to map safety data uh, logically on a, on a map around our plant. Now that was very important because safety was a huge part of our culture around a mine and for an engineer or a maintenance person who was going to repair a piece of equipment, if they could pull up that map and say, oh, at this piece of equipment, these three near misses or incidents have happened, that gave a lot of information. We were able to start mm -hmm. doing some dashboards for our executive team and our, our plant leaders. We were able to prove out value with predictive maintenance to say, hey, this pump's not working right. Go out and, uh, and look at that. And in one case, we went there, the, the pump was off kilter. Uh, they switched the alternate pump. There was a $30,000 repair, but that would have been another day, two weeks before it found it, and it could have easily been a hundred thousand dollar or more repair. So, right yeah. there, we proved out that there's real value here. The other thing we did um, moved more into the machine learning and IoT analytics. So we took two proofs of value. One path was uh, Microsoft introduced us to a BI and analytics company that had data scientists on staff. And we gave them a problem to solve and said, here's our continuous process manufacturing. We're doing a design of experiments on the plant. So every week we're tweaking one of three or four variables. Uh, and we're going to run that for a week and then change the variables again. And after an eight-week period of time, expect to see how we can best run it. We wanted to augment those experiments with some uh, data science and machine learning. So they levered mm -hmm. that. Le leverage Azure, they leverage the machine learning and IoT analytics within Azure, they leverage our PI data, 
and it, it was successful, but not not home run successful. It was kind of like a sacrifice punt, right? We moved the runner across. <laughs> we learned a number uh -huh. of things. We got some value out of it. We got some lessons learned. Uh, one of the things was in a two to three month window, it was very difficult for somebody outside to come in and learn our process manufacturing process. So there was a heavy amount of back and forth uh, trying to engage them and bring them up to speed. The other proof of value we did was with a startup company that has machine learning in our language and other things built into their software. And so we okay. could stream series data and it would go through and find patterns, do pattern recognition. And so with that, in a matter of a couple of weeks, we were start, starting to see some, and it was a different problem set, but this particular problem at our plant was if or grade or variables changed on the inputs coming into the process, it could gum up this vertimill and we could lose six to 24 hours of production. And by the way, this is 60% of our production line. So at a manufacturing plant where we run at capacity and sell everything we can make, that had a huge economic burden when that went down. The problem was our operators, although they were super smart and experienced and many had 30 or 40 years at the plant, they didn't have visibility to changes in ore grade, for example. And a 1% change in ore grade can seriously affect how this mill operated. And so they were either waiting too long and the plant, you know, that, that section of the plant went down, or mm -hmm. they got nervous and they slowed the, the line feed down and maybe left it down too long. Uh, and so we were under-optimized. What we were doing with gotcha. the machine learning tool then was recognizing these patterns, allowing it to analyze the data. And so instead of that ore grade going out to the lab and getting results back the next day when it's not useful, we could use sensors and provide approximation showing ore grades improving or deproving. And then the next step was let's recommend based on historical evidence how to best run that plant so we can optimize the throughput at all times and prevent the downtime or the reduced utilization. Awesome. Very nice. Tommy, it reminds, this reminds me of your semen days. Later, it right? does. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it reminds me of my manufacturing days and process engineering yeah. days. And, yeah, Internet of Things. It, it, like everything, it, it's the new buzzword that kind of um, re-energizes folks around technology and making sure that we embrace that and and not lose sight of you know some of the things that bring business value and especially in manufacturing you know having um, inputs that drive you know systems downstream it's um, important to make that as real time as possible and make it easy for people to consume that information either you know from a visual standpoint or from even putting it into an Excel, you know, pivot table, you know, to, to allow people right. to look at it in a way that they can understand and act on it. And, um, and I think it's becoming more accessible as consumers seeing Internet of Things. You think of, you know, locking your front door with, with an app. 
um, being able to check and monitor things in your home. And, um, you know, it's similar technologies are just becoming more accessible um, and entering into the business conversation versus being purely um, at the level of, you know, the plant floor. Um, you know, when you look at that, do you see anything with Internet of Things that plays into um, kind of executive or management roles that are at, at a level that wasn't having that exposure to that data, or is it just re-energizing the thought of let's um, enable the people on the plant floor? That's a great question, and I, I think you hit on the two key concepts right before that. One is what is the business outcome, the business value you're going to drive from IoT or any technology investment, right? And right. and so that varies by company, but at, at my last company, General Resources, the value of being able to optimize production and reduce unplanned downtime is huge, both in revenue and profitability. Right. right? Um, so that and then making it accessible and, and easy to use. So uh, that was a key point as we proved that value. We said showed here it can be done, but we need to automate this, make it part of the routine, and actually had uh, put a um, a green belt project around it to really operationalize it. And one of the mm -hmm. things we need to do is it's great that you have an alarm over here in plant intelligence, but the system these operators are looking at in the network control room is the DCS. So right. we worked with the DCS folks and were able to say, okay, I've got this trigger now. I'm watching for these patterns. Send an alarm back in to the DCS. And the path we were on was they would get between five and 7,000 alarms in a day, and it would just to the point of absurdity where yeah. there's a needle in the haystack and they would clear a lot of alarms and miss things, right? So we were actually using the pattern recognition to start figuring out which alarms correlated so we could eliminate a significant portion of those to make those alarms more meaningful and more useful. So to answer your question, I'd say principally it was for the operators to augment their expertise Right. With better data, so they can make better data decisions on the floor. But how that would uh, apply to the, the plant manager and the executive team is looking at on on stream time, looking at utilization, looking at the business benefits we're you know driving from it, and you know with the, some of the proven value, how do you invest? Where's the right place to invest to accelerate leveraging it uh, more where it makes sense? Yes, Scott. Um, this has been great. this has been really helpful. I know you're you're looking for your next role. Are you looking for a, a CIO role, or tell me more about what your what um, what type of is it a certain industry? Sort of what are the what are, what are you looking for as your next move in your career? Yeah, thanks for the question, Danny. So, yeah. um, cer certainly looking for, I guess if I back up, my career has been at the intersection of business and technology and love to make an impact and drive change. Uh, the digital transformation we've talked about, the IoT analytics, our strengths, 
also have strengths in new product development and BI and analytics and helping grow revenues and profitability. So uh, more that new breed of IT CIO leader who brings a business background but understands technology. Uh, prior to these last two roles, I helped co-found and run two businesses. So I've had an entrepreneurial background as well, but really looking for an opportunity where I can have a seat at the leadership table and help shape the business strategy, but then leverage the, the technology to improve the business results, improve the, the growth and, and profitability. Industry-wise, um, I've proven I've been able to jump from one industry to another, and, and so we've had telecom mm -hmm. experience, now mining and manufacturing, had financial services and energy management in the past. Uh, so I'm, I'm a quick learner, enjoy learning different industries, and ha have proven being able to do that. Uh, but I also would like to leverage the experiences I, ha I have to, uh, to make an impact, and, and whether that's continuing a path of IoT, analytics, or BI and analytics, or another digital transformation, uh, you know, it's, it's more to me about finding a meaningful role where I can make an impact than, than the title. Uh, mm -hmm. but, but looking for a, a growth company that's that's looking for to bring a leader on and, and challenge them uh, to go to go succeed and, and drive business results. And you um, and we're focusing in on the Atlanta area, obviously, and um, it sounds like the a growing company, so it could be like a mid-sized company to a larger company. So it's really, it's I guess it's it, it, no, I'm not sure if it matters much the size of the company. Right, it, it doesn't. Uh, yeah. Last two companies have been half a billion, six hundred million revenue, so very comfortable, mm -hmm. kind of hundred million up to the billion dollar plus companies. Awesome, awesome. Well, thank you, Scott. We've enjoyed working with you through the years. It's uh, I'd love seeing where I'm, I'm interested to hear where you're where you end up next, and uh, you've got a very accomplished career so far, and. Look forward to finding out uh, where, where your next adventure is. And uh, we've just, Tommy and I have appreciated staying in touch through the years and, um, and uh, continuing to work together. And, you know, the, the, uh, the market looks great right now, so I won't have a problem <laughs> getting multiple offers, I'm certain of it. Right. The Atlanta, the Atlanta technology market right now is, is just, uh, is, is, is wonderful. It's, uh, it's uh, I guess if, if there's any indicator from the amount of business we've been getting lately, it's, you're not, it's, 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 it's a good time right now. So, but if there's anything Tommy and I can do um, to help out, we definitely uh, would love to be references or anything we can do to support you. Um, just, just let Tommy and I know. Great. Well, thanks, Danny. Thanks, Tommy. I've enjoyed working with both of you in the past, and I know you've continued relationships with my former companies and have done a great job there. So I uh, highly re Thank recommend you. you guys too. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Yeah, thanks, Scott. Tommy, you were going to say something? Okay. Yeah, I was just saying, you know, in, in the years that we worked with Scott, um, what, what I see is the, the common theme is I think Scott really cares about adding business value and being tied to the business drivers and you can find CIOs out there that are, you know, a lot of times just look, chasing after the next new technology. And I think Scott takes a pretty practical approach of um, embracing what is going to 
you know, move the needle from the business side of things. And at the end of the day, we know that's the, you know, that's the key thing. Um, technology should enable, not drive um, what the decisions that are being made in organizations. So uh, I've seen that mm -hmm. maturity since the beginning of working with Scott. So um, he'll, he'll do a great job wherever he lands. Yes, it's refreshing, Scott, to hear you talk about the, the CIOs could really drive the top line as well. If you're just so used to hearing about cutting costs, um, that you know we think if you're going to be successful in your career because you're going to be part of making, um, you know, uh, letting the business be able to go after more and more opportunities. So that's that's definitely the right approach from from our standpoint. So. Well, Scott, thank you so much for, for taking the time to do this and uh, really appreciate it. Tommy, thanks, thanks for jumping on the line as well. Sure. And, uh, you guys have a, have a wonderful day and thank you everybody for listening. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.